What's up, you guys? Jalen Gaspi with E2 the Podcast here, and I don't know why I can never do intros. I mean, I think I just need to make a script for just intros because this has literally been my fifth time starting this because I did not know how to like actually start it. But um, I'll just say what I'll what I'll normally say when I don't have anything to say. But thank you guys so much for all the support. And um, I wish you guys the best of luck for this week. But um, today we have a very interesting episode for you guys. Um, it's basically going to be a part, a new part of the E2 the podcast. It's going to be like a little episode series like we kind of had with Real or Bull. Or we are all racist. Um, and I wanted to implement some more series this season. And this series will be called What If. And it's exactly what it says. It's What If. And it's basically a series dedicated to taking important moments in history and hypothetically saying what if this didn't happen or what if this happened another way and I really wanted to do this series to show people how you know infinite regress works and and basically infinite regress is just knowing that everything is caused by something knowing that this effect uh, whatever this happens what whatever is happening right now was caused by something and is going to cause something. I'm going to say that one more time. Whatever is hap- happening right now is either caused by something and or is going to cause something. And that's what infinite regress is, is understanding that everything is connected. Um, and today we're going to be diving deep into what if Barack Obama lost in 2012. Uh, in 2012, he was running against Mitt Romney. So it's basically what if... Obama lost and Mitt Romney became our president from 2012 to 2015 or 2016. And okay, so and this is going to be very interesting because, man, it would, we would be in some... Okay, before I even allude to that, I wanted to actually comment on the recent fake outrage of Elon Omar. Um, recently, she's been condemned by top Democrats and Republicans for making anti-Semitic remarks, and when that's not so at all, like, she hasn't been making anti-Semitic remarks, all she has been doing, she has been pressing and, you know, explaining the Israel bias when it comes to peace in the Middle East, and when it comes to everything that's going on on the Gaza Strip in the West Bank, um, because at the end of the day, you know, we will all, the United States has always had, like, a two-state solution that that was still like pro Israel because Israel would push further back and you know take Israel you know or officials they're literally taking people out of their homes you know Palestinians out of their homes just so they could say that you know God ordained this land for us anyway so we can live here so you know you can if you literally go to like my social media pages uh I I have I have pictures I have videos of that of people you know actually getting kicked out of their homes, getting killed for protesting. So, and basically, Elon Omar was just explaining that, what's been going on to the Palestinians throughout this whole conflict and how, you know, the United States has caused a lot of infighting when it comes to the Palestinians themselves, the Futas and Hamsas. Uh, but before we even get into that, well, we're not going to get into that today. All I wanted to say was, you know, recently... Uh, last night, I, I had the chance to see a video of her um, at a town hall. 
And uh, it was really sad because she was just basically understand. She was just basically explaining that, you know, I know what hate looks like. She knows what hate looks like. So when people tell her, when people tell her that, you know, she's a terrorist or she's a threat to this country, it 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 it's kind of like a PTSD for people like her because you know throughout her life she's been you know faced with that stigma of being a muslim woman and and it's and it's worse when you're a muslim woman you know in dress in your hijab and and you have um fair black skin cuz now you know on top of that you know even if you're considered Somalian uh over here you know you're going to be considered a black muslim woman so it is just sad that you know people have to go through that people have to you know be ridiculed be ostracized you know as some radical extremist when they're not when actually you know the establishment is the radical extremist when actually the establishment is the one hurting people the one killing people and you know i just feel for it man i stand with elon to the so much because you know i, I you know it it just bothers me seeing and muslim women seeing muslim men discriminated against seeing muslim women detained for 10 days at a time just because it's illegal for the government to do so because they perceive them as a flight risk but they only perceive them as a flight risk because of their religion. It's fucked up, man, and it's not cool. And so I just wanted to kind of give my brief in- brief insight on that. I really want to f- do a future episode on the Palestinian and Israeli conflict because, you know, I'm not here to say that Jews are bad or Muslims are bad. This is a particular situation in a particular um geographical climate. So it's like I'm I'm not here to say who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. I'm just here with Elon and I'm just saying basically what Elon Omar is saying and 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 that is that you know this the the view on Palestinians has been long colluded uh a long uh basically polluted by this propaganda of them being evil irrational radical people and it's time off of that it's time that we look at the situation a really foreign diplomacy period you know we look at it from a diplomatic objective standpoint to where like nobody is hurt no demographic is hurt and you know we need to stop focusing on who's a better ally to the United States and really start focusing on justice in foreign diplomacy in foreign policy but Tom off all that is time to get back into the juicy stuff what you guys are here for. And yes, today, like I said earlier, we will be starting our what if series and we'll be starting off by saying what if Obama lost in 2012. Who? So, before we get into like the years of how stuff would have been if Mitt Romney won, we first have to understand where we were in 2012. In 2012, this was Barack Obama's second term. Uh 2010, uh he already appointed a Supreme Court justice and he already passed the Affordable Health Care Act. And he already did the stimulus package, uh the big uh, go- uh government bailout for companies that were going are that were bankrupt are going bankrupt. 
Uh, so this is where we were. We were really at the first tenure of Barack uh, Obama's presidency. Uh, this is like really before like uh, the Clean Air Act. Uh, this is before you know certain uh, like the clemency that he did at the end of his presidency. This was all 2012. Um, so again, when you look at kind of Obama's polling, Obama's Obama in the polls in 2012 and his rating as president. And when you look at the Alan Lickman scale of, you know, how a president could be dethroned or, or um, you know, denied a second term, he didn't really match any of the qualifications. Like, actually, it was kind of, like, known that Obama was going to win. Uh, Obama just did so much in that period of time, and he pleased a, a demographic, so there was no way he was going to actually lose that election. But... This is all hypotheticals. What if? What would have happened? And because a lot of people, even, you know, left-leaning liberals that lean more left today, you know, they was like, man, you know, Obama was an issue president. And I mean, Obama didn't lean left, you know, a super left like a socialist or super left like a um, a leftist. But he he did do a lot of integral stuff. And this is basically to show you all the stuff that would have not happened probably wouldn't have happened if <laughs> Mitt Romney became president. But uh, I, I'm gonna try to do this by like a a, a peri- periodic uh, annual basis to see uh annual um format like year by year or two years by two years to see um how Mitt Romney would have fared as a president and what would happen. Okay, so. The first two years, let's just go ahead and get started. The first two years, uh, in uh, Mitt Romney's term, uh, Mitt Romney would be, uh, he would win the 2012 election, upset a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, and he would most likely, you know, well, not most likely, he would get inaugurated in 2013. But the most important thing to understand that since Mitt Romney got elected, this means the Tea Party which was established under, well, well, really manufactured and evolved under the Obama's presidencies, or under Obama's first term, would be strong. They would be so strong, because that would mean that if Mitt Romney won, that would mean the Tea Party, Tea Party uh, politics would be strong in the White House. Well, not strong in the White House, but at least have a faction in the White House. Kind of like how democratic socialism has a faction in the White House, right? A faction in Congress right now, but not really, you know, it's not really bleeding over, you know, American politics. It's something fairly new, but it is growing. That's what the Tea Party would have been if Mitt Romney got elected in 2012. Uh, but first thing, ACA would be immediately abolished because in 2012, we also have to understand that, you know, 2010, Obama passed the ACA Act. But in 2012, the House was still Republican and the, yeah, the House was still Republican and the uh, Senate was still Republican. Actually, in 2012, that's when the House became Republican again. But uh, yeah, so the House would be completely Republican and the Senate would be completely Republican and the White House would be completely Republican. And it wouldn't be... A disenfranchised Republican up there, or an elitist, you know, acting as a disenfranchised Republican, or a populist candidate, it would be Mitt Romney, kind of a conservative uh, hawk, 
kind of somebody, some uh, kind of a Republican, somebody everybody supports. Um, he had a certain issues that, you know, people didn't really stick with, but a uh, very moderate Republican guy. And so the first year, ACA would be completely abolished and be replaced with Romney Care, um, which would uh, actually cause state inflation. Because how Romney Care was set up to be made was basically to say, okay, well, it would be basically an affordable health care system on a state-by-state level to where, like, uh, even though it would be paid for federally, states get to choose whether they want uh, this kind of Romney care in their state or not because he tried it in his uh, in his uh, state of Massachusetts when he was governor, and it worked successfully. So he felt that if we did this op-ed to where, like, we would, implemented but states had the choice kind of like this was like slavery or some shit but like if states had the choice to choose whether they wanted this or not uh but it, it would still have kind of like the fundamental presence of obamacare so it would be replaced with, with uh romney care because you know at that at that time you know a lot of americans were already on the affordable health care act so just like in 2015 just just like in 2016 uh, when the Trump when uh, Trump did away with regulations to ACA, uh, how they needed them, how they were talking about an immediate replacement, kind of the same thing for this, uh, to where like, okay, well since we don't have Obamacare, we need an immediate replacement. But Romney said he had that, so he would use this Romney care that he uh, did in Massachusetts, but it it would end up causing state inflation because of the single fact that not every, not, I don't think red states would have been onto the idea because red states don't believe in any type of affordable health care. But so <laughs> the, the state inflation would cause, would have caused completely, uh, people without socialized medicine would have to pay way more. It, but and and what I mean by that is like uh states that chose not to do it would still be paying for Obamacare, just not receiving the benefits under this Romney Care agenda, uh, and then it's so it's basically like a, a individualist form of Obamacare saying that okay everybody can get everybody can get affordable care if they want to each state so it's up to the state if they want to, kind of like uh, how income tax works. Um, this would have ended up causing inflation because the government at that time was regulating spending to get out of the de- deficit. And what he wanted to do was cut spending, cut waste, let banks go, and let not banks, let companies go bankrupt to help the economy. And while the p- companies go bankrupt, all these jobs would have been lost for average day Americans like me or you. And this would have already caused a stagnant economy or a stagnant economy that was started going down. Because this is before we even talk about his other campaign issue. And this would be like the topper of it all. So just imagine people paying ridiculous prices for Medicare that they probably don't even receive. And then, you know, companies going bankrupt because he believes that companies should just go bankrupt. And on top of those things, he also believed in Re- Reaganomics. And if you don't know what Reaganomics is, it's basically the trickle-down effect to where, like, the rich get the bulk of the tax cuts or while it's supposed, the money's supposed to trickle down to the average-day American. 
Uh, just a little uh, history about that. Uh, Reaganomics, <laughs> uh, the economic theory that was implied by Ronald Reagan, actually ended up increasing the de- deficit by two twofold. So that's how much that works. It really doesn't work at all. It just increases our deficit and cuts our spending and it cuts our waste. And it just actually, the only people that it actually helps are the wealthy elite because they're the only one that's getting the benefits from that tax cut um so that would happen but the most important thing that will happen what most important things that i think will start shaping is around like 2014 or 2015 aca being established romney care being established uh and then eliminated would be like the first two years of his term that would be like 2012 2013 to 2014 uh that would be you know first aca would be abolished Romney care will be implemented, uh, will might be implemented, and and even if it's implemented or not, uh, it will be eventually uh, done away with because the government spending uh, will be cut tremendously, uh, make making a questionable deficit, uh, leaving a very stagnant economy. Economy definitely when he started applying Ron, uh, Reaganomics, so he already has three tools in Alan Lickman's book to, you know, be dethroned at this point, you know, if you're really, you know, gung-ho about, like, job opportunities and the economy, uh, but this was when it really get really, really bad, um, 14 and 15, at this point, uh, what will be, what would start to happen is that, uh, a faction of the left, a faction of the left would start getting into American politics and it start, will start becoming stronger, in American politics, kind of like how I brought up democratic, how democratic socialism is now, but it would start happening at a rapid pace, and this is because why, and we have to examine the years 2014 and 2015. In 2014, uh, Reagan Supreme Court justices uh, would be immediately replaced with conservative justices, making the Supreme Court decision in 2015 up in airs. Okay, uh, Basically, what would happen with that is that what people, uh, people, uh, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, they were two. Those two judges were replaced by Reagan era judges, uh, who uh, Anthony Kennedy, Anthony Kennedy and uh, Anna, and they were just they were replaced with those two judges, judges because those two judges tired retired under Obama's term, so. Um, that's when, you know, well, at least Anthony Kennedy, uh, did. He retired under Obama's term. And so, when you, when you examine that, uh, that Mitt Romney is already president at this time, with a House full of Republicans, with a Senate full of Republicans, Mitt Romney would be able easily to already pass, uh, get these judges in the House, get these judges in the, in the, uh, Supreme Court, into and this would and, and how would this would would affect us if we just had you know Republicans in there faster? Like I know what you're thinking. Republican judges are already in there, so it's like you know what that would have been like. What 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 like <laughs> what what else? What other bad things could have happened to this already bad presidency? Well, you have to think that you know if O'Romney got these two picks before 2015. 
uh, that means that the gay marriage, the the suit that you know qualified gay marriage as legal in United States would be up in airs, meaning that the people would, uh, the Republicans would outnumber uh, Democrats by two votes. So most likely, gay marriage would still be illegal beyond 2015. Uh, people got to understand the reason why it was legalized, because at that point, since they had two vacancies on the Supreme Court seat, uh, it was 3-3 at that point. It was split down the middle, and, you know, when something is split down the middle, they always got to come back, and they got to make a decision. So uh, they have to make a unanimous decision. And so a unanimous decision might not have been made. Uh, it would have might have been a sweep. And most likely, gay people wouldn't have had the right to marry from that Supreme Court decision. Uh, but this would be a good thing. This would be a terrible thing for our government, uh, our our society as a whole. Uh, this would be a disastrous thing for the Republican Party. But then this would be a a, a great moment for Democrats because Democrats would start to capitalize off of the uproar from the working class and the LGBTQ community. Uh, the working class and the poor would be very uh, gung ho over the economy because. All they're seeing are rich people getting tax cuts, and they're not getting the tax cuts that they need, or they're not, and now there's, at this point, since Romney Care didn't go through, there's no form of affordable health care, so that's when the Dems are going to capitalize off of the, 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 the realities that the working class and the poor are facing, and definitely the LGBT community since 2015, the law or the uh case didn't uh like the law didn't pass and what in gay marriage is was still uh banning gay marriage is still ruled constitutional by the federal state which would suck but that's what would happen in this 2015 period uh and so democrats would start understanding that like the two parties that they can make this faction of voters uh, but they could be way more radical and they could have way more strength than the Tea Party actually did. Um, but this would cause the Democrats to push further left, but further left in unity. Uh, and what I mean by that is that at this time, since so many factions of the left will be affected, the left would already have a co- cohesive ideology. Unlike now, to where like you have many factions of the left, you have liberals, opportunity democrats, uh, Marxists, anarchists, communists, uh, socialists, and so when you understand that, all these people are going to be facing severe oppression at this point during 2015. Uh, so this is going to radicalize the Democratic Party, but rightfully so, radicalize, radicalize the Democratic Party and push them to more left politics, but left politics that, that will be in unity. And you will have a lot of Democratic candidates uh, at the beginning go independent, but throughout uh, the course, the Democratic Party will still survive. Uh, just because, you know, Democrats outnumber an independent party, independent candidates can't win. So a lot of Democrats, more Democrats are going to conform to the super left ideology rather than become independent or, dem- or independent or Republican. Because 
you know, to be a Republican at this point is to be an elite uh, who's oppressing everybody's rights, and to be an independent is to be basically somebody who's not going to win in the, uh, any presidential election or any national stage election. Uh, but Democratic voters will definitely push further left in unity when it comes to uh, things such as LGBTQ rights because they will not have that in 2015. Uh, the working class uh, right, uh, redistribution of wealth because the working class would be even more unemployed and the poor would be even poorer. So, um, congressional debate over border wall non-existent. Yeah, if Mitt Romney, I should have really said this at the top, but if Mitt Romney would have been elected president, the the border wall conversation would have never happened. Uh, you you got to remember that even though Mitt Romney would have won. This would have just made the Tea Party stronger. Um, the Tea Party didn't get stronger. Uh, how well the Tea Party only had gotten stronger and had a, a a more pulling platform when it came to Obama's second term, uh, when they just basically radicalized the views that they already had. Most Republicans at this point, though, when uh, in twenty twelve or twenty eleven, didn't have. The real, an idea to build the wall. They just wanted stricter border security and, you know, stricter physical barriers because, you know, fencing already exists at the border. But they weren't thinking of, like, this concrete Great Wall of China shit. So a border wall would be non-existent. They're like, this wasn't, wouldn't even be a debate. Uh, border security would just be border security. Um... Uh, actually, one thing I would give a big ups to Romney, but I don't know if he uh, he would if he would have uh, kept his promise. But Romney was big on DACA. He was big on Dreamers, and he really believed that uh, in, that you know people who are born in this country, um, even if their parents weren't born in this country, they have a right to live here and they are citizens. So he did believe in that. So the right of DACA, uh, DACA wouldn't have been abolished. Uh, like uh under president trump but it would just be strict border security and so uh only fault about that though uh i guess immigration reform would have been a topic uh because immigration reform came from the idea uh argument uh was a counter argument to immigration security or, or border security so um, immigration reform will probably be on the back burner, sadly, in this instance, in this hypothetical situation. But uh, you guys let me know. There could have been some type of situation to where, like, oh, no, uh, immigration reform will be the first thing they talk about. But I just don't see it in this hypothetical situation because this would not be a big problem in the Republican Party. Uh, so, yeah, congressional debate over border wall would be non-existent. And the most important thing next to the LGBTQ uh, community not having their rights would be women's reproductive rights up in airs, Roe v. Wade likely overturned. And and why I say this is it goes back to those Supreme Court justices. Um, basically, if you can just go about it like this, if Romney would have won 2012, uh, we would have had a full Republican everything. Like a full Republican everything. And I know we had that uh at, in the early years of Trump campaign before the midterms but really understand the difference between Mitt Romney having a controlled government a republican controlled government and Trump having a Repub- republican controlled government uh 
uh, it's two different things. Uh, Mitt Romney was working with totally different social issues. He was working on a more conservative uh, base, a very conservative hawk base compared to Donald Trump, who was just working on this populist uh, drain the swamp type base. And so this would cause for a lot of things to be implemented quicker and more efficiently for the Republican Party. So, you know, there were not, you know, in other words, you know, oppressing the LGBTQ community would have been more efficient and way more easier for the Republican Party to do. And same thing goes for women's reproductive rights. Uh, since they would have already had these two conservative picks for judges, you have a Republican president, you have a Republican Congress, what you think is going to happen? <laughs> so it's like, and it, and, it, and it really doesn't even bank on a Republican Congress, it really banks on, you know, a, a Republican Supreme Court. And they would have had this way faster, so they would have been able to do away with things way quicker. So even though I don't know exactly if, you know, vote Roe v. Wade would have been overturned, I feel like it's likely, and I feel like even if it wasn't overturned, uh, at this time, the debate would be ferocious. The debate would be ferocious. You would have people, the left, protesting in the streets, uh, saying we need our rights, while, you know, the Supreme Court is deciding at that moment. It would be something dang damn near revolutionary at this point because, you know, considering uh, what events will take place first, you know, you know, say for instance, if, you know, the LGBT community, uh, they lose that Supreme Court case uh, uh, and then the working class are dealing with, you know, being disenfranchised and unemployed and then lastly, women get their reproductive rights taken away, it would be like the 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 big mac of all revolutions like you will have everything in there it'll be just right for a revolution you have the right ingredients for a revolution so yeah so that will that will cause people to revolt and into a either a very extreme reformist way meaning that uh our our politics would be extremely extremely left um, or it would be just on a revolutionary scare period, meaning that people would say forget politics and they would try to just take control of the government because at this point it was just so much stuff happening. But not if this happens. And in 2016, in 2016, when we're going by if Mitt Romney was president, in 2016 when he ran again, he would indubitably, without a doubt, lose his campaign. And because, at this point, he would be completely destroying the Allen Lippman scale. You know, he would completely, at this point, even in 16, even if you can say the presidential, uh, the presidential uh, race would be up, debate, uh, up for debate, the House and the Senate would be completely democratic and simply because there would be so much uproar from the left a, a, a unified left who who's very radical who who wants their because they they've been oppressed for so so long and then it's just gonna cause the whole house and the whole senate to completely sweep um causing romney to lose in 2016 not win, lose, completely lose in 2016. And he will lose from a Bernie archetype that is 
anti-imperialist. Basically, a Bernie times 10. Like, he would lose to a Bernie times 10. Somebody who's not only advocating for single-payer health care, but all that's advocating for things like universal-based income. That's advocating for uh, LGBTQ rights tenfold. Who's advocating for, you know, the uh, redistribution of wealth tenfold. So, like, this would be a radical left that would immediately get elected into the House and into the Senate and, you know, most likely take the presidency from Mitt Romney. Um, the only thing about this is, you know, kind of judging this uh, after 2016, because when you kind of understand history and how socialism has failed in most countries, it, it you know, socialism has always failed because, not because of it's a bad, because it's a bad doctrine and it's it's a bad practice, no. It, it failed because every time, you know, the only time socialism had to be radicalized was when corporate imperialism was radicalized to combat socialism. So that's what, what would end up happening in 2016. You'll have a lot of private companies, private industries, a lot of corporate politicians kind of disagreeing with you know the new establishment that appeals to the working class that appeals to the poor people that appeals to oppressed demographics you'll have these people who are in the, you'll have the the oldest establishment that's anti-establishment and they will radicalize as well uh making you know our politics a very extremely radical climate and so honestly you know, even though a Bernie archetype would win in 2016, I will not be surprised if something like in Venezuela happens in here. Uh, just because, you know, knowing the right here, knowing corporate industry here, knowing the uh, how, you know, imperialist elitists are over here, it would be so, it, it would be so evident, almost inevitable that the right would, you know, radicalize just to try to uh, subdue the left in their uproar uh, and then you know the left to combat that they would have to radicalize the right you know uh, to in, in order to you know just so that they can get the rights that they need so we will probably be in a very in an extremely divisive uh, climate if Barack Obama didn't win the 2012 election and like a lot of people is like I know a lot of people think like damn all that shit would have happened. Like, yes, <laughs> you know, it was. That's why you know Obama won by you know so much. He he won more with uh, against McCain, but he the reason why Obama still won, you know, is because you know people you know really you know knew that out of these two that Obama was the only person that can get what they wanted done, and you know most importantly. A, scratch that a lot of people don't you know they didn't know if Mitt Romney was president that all this stuff would likely happen they don't even think about like you know like supreme court cases you know you can't you know see into the future uh but you know I think everybody did know that you know Obama did deserve a second term and you know uh, only way you know we were gonna fix this mess was you know by having Obama in for that second term because you know, you know, like him or not, you know, he really got us out of a shit, the shithole economy George Bush left us in, you know, definitely with the stimulus bailout or the stimulus package uh, in 2011. And so, 
Yeah, that would be a lot of radical. This would be a very radical American. And maybe in like 2020 right now, we would be seeing like revolution. We would definitely be seeing revolution. Because at this point, you know, when both parties become radicalized, you know, only one thing happens after that. And that's that's revolution. Uh, but whether that be a good thing or bad thing, we don't have to decide that because Obama, my man, ended up winning uh, the election for 2012. And unfortunately, we couldn't get another Democratic Democrat in office. But by the last Alan Lickman's girl, you we should have known that Trump, we should have known what Trump is going to win. And I know you guys are like, who is Alan Lickman? Uh, I'm going to kind of uh, take a brief moment to explain his platform. Well, not, he he doesn't have a platform, but Alan Lickman is basically a professor. And he's a professor who has predicted almost, no, no, he has predicted every um, presidency, I think, uh, from Ronald Reagan. Yeah, from uh, Ronald Reagan. And so... He uses this he uses this skill to really determine who would win in an election. And uh, in, in like I said, so far this uh skill has won him every single election. Like he predicted when Obama was gonna win, he predicted when Clinton was going to win, he predicted that Bush was going to win. So, yeah, so. Yeah, this guy is the bomb when it comes to. When it comes to predicting presidencies. And, and so basically, when I say the um Alan Lickman scale, and uh, what he uses to decipher that, he basically has um, these scenarios that he plays in his head. And it's like, if a president has lived up to these scenarios, or he has... If he's lived up to these scenarios, then most likely he's going to be okay when it comes to a, a, a pre- when the most likely that party is going to be okay when it comes to the next election but if they're lacking in these uh, certain areas then they're gonna most likely fail and so i'm gonna go over the alan lickman scale one day with you guys about what it all encompasses but uh some of the one of the main intricate factors is you know having a full house uh, uh, have a party having a full house uh, and you can usually see that by, you know, when a president, a president leaves, you know, and, and if they, 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 they're the congressional house, meaning the congressional uh, Senate and House of Representatives is, is completely swept, then most likely the party of that president is going to lose the next election, like what happened to Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. But um, that's all I really have for you guys today. Um, tell me how you like the what if series. Um, I really want to start transitioning from socio-political what ifs to like pop cultural what ifs. Like, what if Tupac didn't die? 
uh, you know, what if X didn't die, you know, or what if um, Michael Jackson didn't leave the Jackson 5, I don't know shit, like, I want to have some real cool ones so we can really, you know, come up with our hypothetical scenarios and our hypothetical uh, conclusions, uh, but again, this is not conclusive, all this is not conclusive, I mean, we could have had a totally different presidency, this is just really judging about this is just really taking history and how history has already happened and kind of altering it and seeing what could have happened in an alternate universe. But, uh, yeah, like I said, this is all I really have for you guys today. Sorry if it was uh, kind of short. But um, thank you guys so much for everything. And before we head out, I'm sorry. I got, like, the meanest form of burps. That's why I've been pausing, man. Like, I have the meanest form of burps. But before we go, I just want to say, uh, follow us on E2, the podcast, on social media, on all our social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please give us some feedback. Tell us how you like it. Send us more questions uh, in the uh, through our social medias. You know, you guys really give me episode ideas. So uh, keep sending in suggestions. Keep sending in questions. And if you ever want to even be on the episode, actually, we have another series for that for this uh for E two that we really want to start. So if you really want to be on the episode, the opportunity is gonna be brought up to you. And like you know, you don't even have to move from your house. You can stay where you at. You know, you could just call me on the phone, and we could do a whole episode. I know y'all like the sound of that because y'all lazy as fuck and y'all don't want to get out y'all beds. But <laughs> thank you guys so much. And uh, if you want to see any more content, go check out um, our page on Anchor FM uh, to see all of our episodes. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Just download, subscribe to our podcast to get uh, weekly updates about when we release. And you can just watch the ep- download the episode and watch it whenever. So... Thank you guys so much for our first What If series. Uh, my name's Jalen Gasper, of course, and I'm Audi like a belly button. Don't be an Audi with the belly button, because Audi belly buttons are weird. <laughs>